Welcome back to Dash Radio's NBA Summer League Special, the Sunday edition. Uh, we're going to be recapping Saturday's games. We have a lot to talk about there. The Lakers won. We get to see Trey Young again. Really good matchup with the number one and number two overall picks, um, DeAndre Ayton and Marvin Bagley. That was a pretty good game there. We also have to uh, talk about the Sunday games. We have uh, another few good games uh, to chat about today. I am your host again, TJ, and with me, Jeremiah. How are you? Doing great. Excited to be here in Vegas for Summer League together in yeah. person here. Yeah, in person, doing this from a hotel where we go how. So, um, yeah, definitely getting this stuff done here. Let's go ahead and break down some of these games from yesterday, the Saturday games. What games early in the day really stood out to you? I really liked the Knicks and Hawks game. That was interesting. I was already kind of keyed in on that because I'm interested in the Knicks draft picks, Knox and Robinson. So uh, I I really liked that game. I thought that the Knicks uh, played pretty well. Uh, Knox was always looking ahead for fast break opportunities. Uh, He showed some pretty good bounces. So he's got the athleticism. He's kind of thick. You know, a lot of the rookies, they don't really have grown-up bodies yet. And uh, I really like Knox in that physicality to uh, to his advantage on both sides of the ball. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he's he looked really quick. We all, like we know he can shoot, and we know he's you know really buff, and he can, he's going to play like small forward in the NBA. But to see how quick he was, he had a really nice dunk. He works the fast break really well. So yeah, Kevin Knox definitely had a great game for the Knicks. Um, brought that team to a win. He, had, he led the team in scoring. Um, on the other end of the t- uh, the end of, end of the game, though, Atlanta, they had John Collins, who had a really good game. He had 30 points, shot pretty well, eight rebounds, and uh, one of his teammates, obviously Trey Young, scored 21 points, and he didn't shoot well. I mean, he shot four for 12. He got to the line 12 times as well, though, and he had 11 assists. Only turned the ball over three times. So it's really cool to see. Yeah, that was a pretty good game there. He took a, a, a lot of deep threes. I think he shot back-to-back 26-foot threes. And that's something you don't want to see uh, because it's basically like an automatic turnover unless your name is Steph Curry. So that's going to be a problem. I also saw he kind of gets kind of stuck in the air when he drives. He thinks he can drive. I think he's going to learn really quickly when he plays against real NBA guards that he's not going to be able to flash the ball and drive to the paint like he thinks he can now. That was interesting. I saw over there on the Knicks side, too, Mitchell Robinson was getting a little mouthy with some of his opponents, uh, kind of acting like a hothead. It reminds me of Bobby Portis from Summer Leagues a couple years ago. Interesting to keep an eye on that player. He's got an amazing amount of potential. He's a seven-footer. He tells All-American, but some character issues. So it'll be interesting to keep an eye on Robinson for the rest of Summer League. Yeah, we talked about it yesterday. Um, Mitchell Robinson... Kevin Knox, and I said this was a team I really wanted to keep an eye on. And just even more going into Summer League more, Kevin Knox is one player who I think is going to be a very good player, and he definitely was the right pick for the Knicks. So I'm thrilled to see him in the rest of Summer League. Um, let's dive into some other games. What other games really stood out to you? I was on the I was on the plane coming to Vegas, so I missed a few of the very early ones, but got to see the Suns and the Kings. You want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so the Suns and Kings game was interesting in that it highlighted two of the biggest prospects of the draft in DeAndre Ayton and Marvin Bagley. The Suns were able to win that game 71-63. Quarter, the score was like 15-16. to There was very little scoring in that game, which was interesting. 
the biggest thing that you see you know metaphorically and literally is deandre ayton the guy is a monster he's enormous he looks like a full-grown man uh like Mm -hmm. more like a megatron out there uh he showed some pretty good polish on his low post move which i like uh didn't finish very well and didn't really show any kind of a jumper so he wasn't trying to shoot the ball from mid-ranger from from perimeter i was very focused on the on the interior there did some pretty good work cleaning things up uh Aiton finished with uh 21 points and that's pretty solid for you know uh, a new player like that uh josh jackson He's an NBA player. He was a draft pick in the lottery last year. So he's obviously going to do very well. 21 points, mm-hmm. excuse me, 10 points in 21 minutes. But his big impact was defensively. He he blocked a shot at one point directly downwards. So he was all the way on top of the player he blocked. And he kind of blocked and blocked the ball into the ground. It was insane. So, yeah, Josh Jackson, he had to put a, a mask on at halftime, which is weird. A little V for Vendetta-like. But after that... Uh, just a lockdown defender. So we already knew mm-hmm. that. He's already defending NBA forwards and guards. So yeah. he's certainly going to destroy these clowns in summer league. Yeah, Phoenix won this game, and they shot the ball 36%. So that's, I mean, that's the NBA summer league for you. All these scores in the 60s, 70s, 80s. Um, yeah, really low scoring games. Talked a little bit about Bender. He was 0 for 5. He didn't score. He played over half the game. Summer league games, um, I believe I believe they're 40 uh 40 minute games. Yes, for uh, 200 minutes per team, 40 minutes um you know per game. So he played 24 minutes, shot 0 for 5, 0 for 4 from 3, bunch of fouls. He uh, he yeah. didn't look like an NBA player. Four fouls, not a good game for him. I think he's out of the league. Yeah. And on Sacramento side, um you know, they just shot the ball poor. They lost. They scored 63 points and shot 32%. Obviously, they have Bagley, the number two overall pick. He looked pretty well, on, looked pretty good on offense. Um, and then they have Harry Giles, Justin Jackson, some other pieces. And I think these are two really good summer league teams that could really make a run um, deep into the tournament, although they did shoot bad and had like the lowest combined scores of any Turnovers, two. too. Yeah. I mean, Frank Mason had four turnovers. Giles had three, Justin Jackson had three. They just didn't take care of the ball and shot horribly. Um, one game that was a pretty good game. Uh, the Lakers, obviously, they won by 17, 96 to 79. Uh, being Lakers fans, that was such an exciting game to see. Svi Makai Luke shot the ball, lights out. Um, Mo Wagner and Josh Hart seem to be way too good for the NBA Summer League, Josh Hart especially. Yeah. Um, what did you what did you like to see from that game? Well, I really like to watch Sfee's jumper. Uh, he started the game out with back-to-back mid-range jumpers, and he shoots the ball like silk. It's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. His touch is so good. And then another thing I like to see was Mo Wagner. Uh, <laughs> we're still getting used to that over here in Laker, Lakerland. He attacks closeouts. It's nuts. He's got this little turnaround elbow drive move that he does, mm-hmm. and he pulled it out uh, five or six times, and he got a lot of good looks from that. I like to see bigs who can shoot but also drive a little bit. It keeps defenses honest. And then uh, he was, like, pumping the crowd up in important yeah. parts of the game. Mm-hmm. He was he was mm-hmm. diving on the floor, stealing balls. He had a killer dunk. You can see the Lakers mm-hmm. put out some cool stills from that instantly. It was nuts to see the pictures from Twitter in like 30 seconds but uh it was a great game super exciting to see those guys and then uh Zaire Smith on Philly 
was, I mean, the kit was everything advertised and more. Uh, he was wearing some pretty sweet, colorful rainbow kicks. Yeah, and those Pumas. Those are nice Pumas. And he was about, had him about at the rim level, about four or five times. The guy can hop. Uh, there were several times he had massive dunks, uh, alley-oops all over the place. He missed a couple alley-oop dunks that would have been insane sports center level stuff. Uh, it was a great game. Loved it. What did you think about the Lakers Philly game? Yeah, Zaire Smith, freak athlete for sure. I uh, love to see him get a, get a shot. You know, I think that would really help his game, form his game into a complete player. But going back to the Lakers side, I mean, Wagner, the one thing I absolutely love about him is he's going to be the first person to get his teammate off the floor. He's going to be the first person to give someone a high five if they make a bad play. He's truly like a great teammate. And I think um, Laker Nation is going to love him, you know, in the future. And he was a great player as well. He, he scored 16, he had 16 and 8. Um, the three, the big three, I'm calling it for the Lakers summer league right now is Josh Hart, Mo Wagner, and Svi Mikhail Luke, and they all shot 50% from three. So, um, you know, it was, it was just an overall really good game and Nick King off the bench and Xavier Roth and Mays off the bench, um, you know, scored a combined 25 points. So in a kind of a low scoring game as well, the Lakers, the Lakers really played great and definitely outplayed the 76ers. It was interesting. One thing I didn't really like was Caruso didn't play well. He turned the ball over a lot. Uh, he played better on defense. It won't show up on a box score. But it kind of highlighted the reason the Lakers might have picked up Rajon Rondo. Uh, the team is going from a 35-win team to the big boys, and they're going to be looking to win 50, 60 games. And I think that the the general management and uh, you know Magic and Plinka are thinking we need a strong second unit run by – you know, a floor master like Rondo uh, because they can't they can't have LeBron and those starters in there all the time. So I like to see uh, – I'm starting to kind of see why they brought Rondo on. Mm -hmm. the, the move was definitely criticized by most Lager fans. But I think that it could be uh, a good move. Again, we're, we're, we're placing Alex Caruso, who's been a G League player and probably one of the worst Lakers of all time, in my opinion, Tyler Ennis, <laughs> with an NBA champion who had a 25-assist game last yeah. year. That's huge. And that's big because Rondo is a, a really good playmaker. And to have guys like Josh Hart, Sveema, Kyle, Kyle Kuzma, all guys who can shoot, it's like having a really good second unit. Like Lonzo Ball, he's going to – surround himself with shooters, KCP and LeBron. That's going to be an unstoppable starting lineup. But then to have a a bench unit of Rondo and a bunch of scorers and a bunch of shooters around him, I think that's definitely key. Um, one thing I didn't like from this game was someone I was so excited for, probably the most excited to see out of any player, Isaac Banga um, from Germany. He The trade officially went through with the 76ers uh, go and he was in LA, flew to Vegas, probably didn't practice with the team at all. Um, and he often played 13 minutes, but he he didn't look like he knew what he was doing out there. He had seven turnovers, which pretty much all of them were his fault. Um, two travels, which he got the ball and he didn't dribble before he moved both feet, and he actually did it a third time. He didn't get called for. Um, you just sloppy passes, going to the hoop and passing it into no one. So, I mean, he's young. He's 18 and a half years old, and he's never played against talent like this. So, um, yeah, he's, again, we've been saying he's far from the NBA, but to see him really struggle, that was kind of tough. 
seven turnovers in 13 minutes. So moving on to Sunday's matchups, uh, what are your thoughts on some interesting games Sunday? Um, you know, I think I'm going to skip some of the early games. I don't really have an interest in Minnesota, Toronto, Washington, uh, San Antonio, Charlotte, Miami. None of these teams really intrigue me. Um, I really want to see Trey Young, though. Like, I want to see him in person maybe twice while I'm here this week. Um, so that first game, but uh, one game I'm I'm really interested in, and and it's going to be you know a thing that we'll be talking about all summer league. Kevin Knox is the player I really love, and to go against a team like the Utah Jazz who have Grayson Allen and he's been playing really well so far, that's a game I'm really intrigued for just to see Kevin Knox, you know, go against different types of d- defenders and to see what he could do, uh, you know, against different players. So I think the Knicks and Jazz. Um, it's probably the first game that I will see tomorrow. What about what are you thinking tomorrow or today? Uh, I'm interested in the Lakers game in the evening for Sunday, and also uh, picked up a couple first round picks uh, that are intriguing. So I'd like to watch that Clippers game with the Kings. Get a little Marvin Bagley uh, in my life again tomorrow, and then check out those Clippers. What do you think about the about those two teams? Well, yeah, I'd love to watch the Lakers game, and I'd, yeah, I'd like to see the Kings again, but they play at the Cox Pavilion the same time as the Lakers. Um, so, unfortunately, we'll miss that. And then another game, you have the Jazz and Knicks. I'd love to see them play. But a game I'm super interested for um, are the Orlando Magic with Mo Bamba and the Memphis Grizzlies with Jaron Jackson Jr. Um, Jaron Jackson in the first summer league game, Sacramento three-pointers. Um, so that's definitely a player I want to watch to see his versatility on the court. Yeah, so Chicago beat Cleveland on Saturday, 86-81. What are your thoughts on Cleveland as far as Sexton, their their new shiny toy, or, you know, what's the direction of this team moving forward? When they're, you know, they're losing probably the greatest player in the history of the state. <laughs> what are they going to yeah. do? Um, you know, Cleveland, I think it was the right pick. They really needed a point guard to get the offense going. Colin Sexton seems to be a really good player. He doesn't have a jump shot right now. He shot 0 for 3, three-pointers, and didn't look comfortable shooting any jump shots. But he can get to the hoop, and when he does, it's it's really special for a guard. So I, I like the direction of the point guard on that team. I'm glad they went there rather than, you know, a wing to replace LeBron. Um, I really like – I, I do. I don't like their summer league team. They don't really have any other NBA caliber players. But Colin Sexton, um, uh, Auntie Zizic had a really good game, though. He had 25 and 11. Yeah. It was virtually unstoppable from inside the paint. Obviously, it's a summer league game, and he will be like a backup third string big man. But um, to see him have a really good game was awesome as well. But Chicago, on the Chicago side, I am a huge fan of their summer league team. Uh, Wendell Carter Jr. probably impressed me more than anyone else did today. Um, he had a bunch of – he had five blocks, which is, like, insane. He had back-to-back possessions. He pinned one against the backboard. Another one he swatted 15 feet away. He's really versatile and can run the floor really well. He's got a jump shot. Um, he shot two for three three-pointers. He's going to be a very good NBA player. He spread the floor. He can do – many different things on offense and defense. So, I, you know, just when Carter, he's going to fit in that offense 
next to Laurie Markkinen really well. Um, so I loved what I saw from him. I liked what I saw from Chandler Hutchinson, who's their new wing they got in the middle to late second round. Uh, sorry, middle to late first round. So, yeah, their team's really special. And then the Lakers have to play them today, um, play the Chicago Bulls, and they have to play Antonio Blakenly, who lit them up last year. This kid is a menace. So, you know, Summer he, league menace. he scored 25 points today, and he shot fifty over 50%. So, um, sorry, last night. So, you know, back-to-back days, he's got to play the Lakers now, and we could see if, uh, you know, Josh Hart probably won't play, so he won't guard him. Alex Caruso will probably try to guard Blakenly. So Good luck. I mean, this kid, uh, he's an NBA player. Last year was on a big team, uh, and he filled the statute up too. I mean, it was it was 25 points on 50%, 52% from the field, three, you know, four rebounds, four assists, two steals, uh, and then he was just – Floor general to the max, man. The guy was facilitating the whole time. He was the crunch time guy that, that had the ball in his hands. You know, uh, very impressive player. I wouldn't even be surprised because uh, Cleveland's going to be talent deficient this year if he actually got some playing time. Yeah, so I just looked it up again. Blake and Lee um, in January dropped 42 on the Lakers. So, you know, Tyler, it probably hurt. I'm just going to go out and go ahead and guess that Lonzo Ball didn't play because – I don't think anyone's scoring like that on him. Any any guy named Antonio Blakely is not scoring on Lonzo Ball like that. So he's got to play the Lakers again to, uh, today. It should be a really good matchup. It should be a good game. A um, lot of talent on both sides. Wagner versus Wendell Carter is going to be the matchup to watch tomorrow if you're a Bulls or a Lakers fan. So a um, lot of interesting games. But, yeah, this, this this Lakers game today is one I'm really interested in. It was really cool to see uh, a lot of Lakers uh, players showing up to support the young guys this summer league. It was cool to see Palinka was was courtside with KCP and Lonzo and, uh, and Kuzma and, and Javel McGee came in and the crowd went crazy. I thought uh, I thought Lavar Ball came into the arena or something, but it was Javel McGee. It was so, nuts. Uh, he had a fanny pack on and everyone was freaking out. I thought it was like Kobe or like Jesus was coming back or something. I didn't know what was going on. But anyway, it worked out. It was just JaVale with a cool Gucci fanny pack. Uh, but I was just thinking, and I tweeted it out, if Lakers fans freak out about JaVale McGee in a season starts and LeBron does the chalk thing in the beginning wow. of the game, it's going to be sick. People are going to blow up. So before we wrap up here, I'm going to ask a little bit about some individual player awards for the Summer League. So now that we've had a couple days worth of games, do you have any updated predictions on who might bring home uh, the Summer League MVP award? Um, right now, I mean, it's the team who's won two games. They're 2-0. and It's the number one pick in the NBA. DeAndre Ayton has been an absolute monster inside the paint. He shot eight for 11. He was perfect from the line, five for five from the line yesterday. Double digits. No one can guard him. Like, the difference between... Um, DeAndre Ayton and Marvin Bagley. Ayton can guard pretty much anyone in the summer league, but you know, trying to see, I, we saw Bagley try to guard Ayton a few times, and whether he got the ball in the paint and backed him down, or whether he got the inside on him and someone threw a lob in the paint and he had an easy dunk. He had so many easy dunks. Um, he's the number one pick for a reason. So. I think DeAndre Ayton, if he's going to continuously put up double-doubles, obviously win, 
Again, they shot 36% in one, so it was a really bad game for them as a team. But um, Aiton, for sure. I mean, Wendell Carter, I just mentioned him. I think he's going to have a tremendous summer league, and I've been raving about Kevin Knox. Um, but, you know, those those are a few of the guys, yeah, for sure. I would definitely have to say Bagley has a dark horse for me uh, just because he is such a huge contributor on both sides of the ball. And Aiton did play pretty good defense um, to, uh, on Saturday night, but I don't think that he's, you know, patrolling the, the paint coming across and pinning stuff way up on the top of the backboard like Bagley was. So he's going to show up as a two-way player a little bit better. But again, you're right. I think number one, I think Aiden's pretty close to a lock unless he tails off here. Yeah, for sure. And again, the games today start at noon um, on the West Coast, 3 p.m. Eastern, starting again, 10 games, a full slate, 20 teams are playing. Um, I definitely look for Trey Young again. We got the Warriors and Rockets. That would be a great playoff game in the NBA. But Summer League, I'm going to skip over that one. And then, you know, the last four games of the night, you get to see um, Grayson Allen versus uh, Kevin Knox. You get to see Jaron Jackson Jr. versus Mo Bamba. You get to see Marvin Bagley against the Clippers' young guys. And then the last game of the night um, today. So definitely some good games again later in the night which is you know super late for the east coast those games will start at 11 30 eastern today for uh lakers fans on the east coast so with all of that said make sure to stay tuned um on dash radio 9 a.m eastern every single morning this week we have about four more days to go of this dash radio nba summer league special i am your host today my name is tj um, and with me, Jeremiah Witten at Jer Witten. You can find me at AES Taylor on Twitter and Lakers Taylor on Instagram. Um, Instagram posting a lot of stories, doing a lot of stuff this week. So go check us out there. Big Baller Land, Instagram and Twitter. And uh, yeah, you have any last thoughts for us, Jeremiah, for this morning? No buckets. I'm excited to watch the, the young Lakers shine.